right, welcome to the next edition of Coach Starnes Raw. And I hope everybody's had a good week. It's it's good to be back. Uh, you know, we had we had a long drive to Waco this past Friday night, and uh, and, and and again had a tough game Friday night against Waco against a good solid Waco Riker team. Uh, but had some standouts on defense Friday night. Uh, I'll say that. I know we had, the score didn't come out the way we wanted it to, but uh, Cameron Reed was all over the field with uh, 15 tackles. So, Caden Mitchum had 12 himself, and Ethan had a cause fumble. Ethan Fanews had a cause fumble and fumble recovery for a long return and was tackled just short of the goal line. But did some really good things on on defense and, and with some unfortunate uh, – Injuries. We've had some. We've uh, some of our younger players have been thrust into roles, and and and, we're, and most importantly, we're very excited about their development. These roles have allowed them to to develop as young players in our program, and and it's just invaluable experience that they're getting right now. Because uh, you know, playing varsity football is a hard job. It's it, it's special, and, and these are special young men that that are now getting bigger and stronger physically. They're getting bigger, stronger mentally and emotionally. Just and, and that's what it's all about. It's about helping these young men develop as young men and watching them grow and develop and become stronger young men. And and just the value of them being a part of something greater than themselves. And and watching that's just watching that is is priceless. And that that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean we want to win every time we step on the field and I and I absolutely hate losing. But, but watching these young men grow and develop is what it's all about, and, and they're getting stronger. And, and could not be more proud of these young men. They continue. the The official came up to me after the football game and said, "Coach, your team played hard every snap till the last whistle. Y'all be safe." And uh, and I told him the same thing. But uh, but but that means a lot because these young men are fighting and they're getting better each and every week. And again, so proud of them. We have a we have a very. Uh, very big game this Friday night at home at Muburn Field. Thank goodness we're at home. It feels like we've been on the road for a month, and I and I think we actually have. I think we've been. I know for the last three weeks we've been gone. Uh, so it'll be nice to return to the friendly confines of Muburn Field this Friday night at seven. We have a lot of things on the on the docket this week. We have number two in the state, Pantigo, coming in, and we're really looking forward to again testing ourselves against one of the best programs in the state. And and again, these big games like this, we rise to the occasion. I mean, we've had one of our best games against one of the top three teams in the state in Grace Prep a few weeks back. That was probably one of our best games. And and so again, I, I like that our team rises to the occasion when we play great opponents like Pantigo and Grace Prep. So I'm looking forward to that this weekend. We also are blacking out. Okay, we're blacking out cancer, but we're blacking out the stadium on Friday night. And so I hope everybody can come out and and support Friday night. And and also we have a big event, our always big event, Tiny Trojans, which seems to be growing significantly, which is great for the future of All Saints, and just the excitement around the football program. But we're gonna have Tiny Trojans night, and we're gonna and 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 not most importantly, but but very importantly, we're gonna honor our seniors Friday night. So that's a big night for us. Senior night's a big night for us. So we can send our eleven seniors out right, and and we want to honor them and what they've meant to our football program. So we have all those things going this Friday night, seven o'clock at Muburn Field. So looking forward to that. You know, the keys for us this week, offensively, we have to keep them off balance. And we've been able to do that the last few weeks. I mean, we've we've moved the ball 
we have to be balanced on offense, which we have. We're about 50-50 the last two weeks and and, and doing a pretty good job, Some, sometimes better than others. But we have to execute our run game and our pass game both to equal efficiency. And so that's what we're looking to do this week. They are a very well-coached, very talented defense, probably one of the most sound defenses right up there with Grace Prep. That's why they're, number, that's why they're top three in the state. And so what we have to do is keep them off balance and with motions, with uh, distributing the ball, good quick passes because they're really athletic up front on defense. And so we have to get the ball out of our hands in a timely manner. And we have to find easy ways to run the football and get the football on the perimeter quickly where we match up well. Uh, so that's the keys offensively. Defensively, defensively, we have to shut down their run game. They, they do both, but they, they want to run the football. Pantigo wants to run the football. Grace Prep was a more balanced offense. Arlington Pantigo wants to pound the rock. And so all, what we have to do is we have to make them one-dimensional. They have very good athletes on the perimeter. We have to make them one-dimensional. You have to make any offense one-dimensional. And, again, our goal each and every week is to take away what the offense wants to do and make them do what they don't want to do. And so that's what we're going to look to do Friday night. We're going to do our best to shut down their run game. And they have two very big backs. They have a they have a good offensive line, a very athletic quarterback. And so again, we're going to do everything in in our power in our scheme to to shut down their run game and to or to can to make them throw the football. So that's our plan. And as is for every week, we want to continue to improve on special teams. We do a real good job. Our special teams do a real good job. They take pride in our special teams. Our players do, and and that's a very important key to victory every week. It's very important. It's it, it's a it's an often overlooked aspect of the game, but it's just as important as the other two. And so again, those are kind of that's kind of what we're looking at this week, and, and kind of what. We, but we want to get again, we want to continue in our process of de, as de, of developing these young athletes, and just continue to get better and better every week. Now on to college football. This was a this was a pretty cool week for college football, following up a you know an, an exceptional week last week with you know Alabama A and M, Oklahoma Texas. This was just another great week of college football, but to me every week's a great week of college football. Um, you know some of the key games this week, and, and I know we talked about it last week was Oklahoma State Texas. That was a big one. How's how's Texas going to respond to the Oklahoma game the previous week? That tough loss in Dallas. And and again, I, I know I mentioned it last week. I think what what shows is Texas has the weapons. And Texas moves the ball. They have a good quarterback. They're they're explosive offensively. They do a good job offensively. They do they do not do a good enough job on the other side of the ball to win consistently. Teams that play defense win consistently. Teams with just great offenses are flashy, win a lot of football games. But teams that win consistently play great defense. And you can look at it anyway. Iowa, big, probably obviously the biggest upset of the weekend. They lost to Purdue. Iowa's offense is not explosive enough to overcome an off day. And they had an off day against Purdue. But they do not have enough weapons offensively or are not explosive enough offensively to win that football game when they're a little off. But Iowa is going to be they're at the end of the season because they play great defense. And so great defensive teams win consistently. Why is Alabama the best program? Well, Alabama is the best program in the country for numerous reasons, but they, they constantly play 
better than average or great defense every year. That's why they win consistently. That's one of the reasons they win consistently. Why is Georgia so tough to beat right now? Even if Georgia has an off day offensively, Georgia is going to overwhelm you with their defense. Best defense in the country. Hands down. They're better than everybody else. Even if they have a bad day offensively, they can beat you, just like they did Clemson in week one, because they play outstanding defense. And they beat a great Kentucky team this past weekend. A a really good Kentucky team. And it wasn't as close as the score. What I think it ended up 30 to 13. And it wasn't that close. You know, Kentucky put that late touchdown in with just a few moments left in the game right there to cover the spread. But but that's what it's about. It's about playing great defense. And Iowa and Iowa does that. And so again, I think I know after that tough loss to Purdue, Iowa will be there in the end because they play good defense. But they're not going to get on the big stage. I, I think they might get left out of the Final Four. They might not get that chance to play in that ter- in that final tournament that everybody wants to play in because they're not they're not good enough offensively. But playing great defense is what allows you to win consistently. And right now, Texas doesn't do that. I'm not saying Texas won't do that. I'm saying right now, Texas doesn't do that. That's why they don't win consistently. Oklahoma State is undefeated right now, not because of their offense. They're undefeated right now because they play consistent defense. The same thing with OU. That often gets overrated because everybody thinks of Lincoln Riley and the air raid offense and how good they are offensively. Well, Oklahoma right now plays solid defense. They play good enough defense to win games every week. And so that's what it comes down to. The two best to me, I mean, the the greatest programs, the best programs right now in college football play consistent defense, and that's Georgia and Alabama. So, and I can't go without talking about some other some other key matchups I thought from this past weekend. Baylor BYU taught us a lot. Baylor's really good. Aranda's doing an outstanding job. What do they do though? What is Aranda? Aranda's a good, very good defensive mind, and he played great defense. He he coordinated great defense when they when he was at LSU. Now he's at Baylor, and they beat a very good BYU team at home for homecoming. But they beat a great BYU team because again they're very good defensively. Baylor is very good football team, a very good football team. And uh, let's let's just also, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I hope Baylor can hold on to him because I know LSU is going to probably come knocking. I know Coach Ogeron, who, who, how can you not like Coach Ogeron, right? I love Coach Ogeron. I think, I think he's a super guy. I love listening to him talk. love listening to his perspectives on everything. But I know, you know, this week that he and uh, LSU have mutually agreed for him not to return. And so again, I would I would think Arand is at the top of their list. So again, Baylor, y'all y'all football program looks outstanding right now, but I would watch out for that right now. Coming up here pretty soon, but uh, but Baylor's very impressive, and what they've done at Baylor and has been very impressive. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma put on. I was very anxious to see how they responded to the uh, to their win over Texas and their quarterback change. With their game against TCU, uh, you know, a good, sol- a solid TCU team, not a great TCU team, a solid TCU team this weekend, and and they handled them. Their quarterback play now is very good, and that brings me to the point: quarterback play is not about 
the quarterback with the best measurables. And that's what I've learned by watching and, and, and in my experience, again, my 41 years experience in the game, quarterback play is not always about the, the measurables, the size, the arm strength, speed. It's not what it's about. Quarterback play is about throwing the ball on time, knowing where to go with the football, knowing what to look at. But to me, and this is what I look for, and maybe just because my experience coaching, and I look for the kid that has what I call the it factor, the immeasurables, the intangibles, the guy, the leader, the guy who the, the team believes in. Look at the Oklahoma offense right now, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything against anyone, but look at the, how the Oklahoma offense is clicking right now. They're clicking right now because they believe in their quarterback. I saw it with A&M two weeks ago. A&M offense, again, like I said last time, looked amiss. It wasn't clicking. But when I was at that Alabama game, that student section is chanting Calzada. They believed in him, and now their offense is clicking. And there's other factors always. But your, court, your team has to believe in your quarterback. If your team does not follow your quarterback – you are not going to have a successful offense week in and week out, especially on that level when the talent disparity gets narrower and narrower as you go up in levels. Your offense has to believe in your quarterback, and they have to trust your quarterback. They have to want to play for your quarterback. Same thing as a coach. They have to trust in the coach, and they have to want to play for the coach. It, again, both those go hand in hand. And that's what you're seeing with Oklahoma. They believe in their quarterback. It could be a charisma thing. It could be just a – and, the, again, I, I know I talked about it with Texas. When they made the quarterback change, their offense started – against Arkansas, their offense started clicking now. It makes a big difference. It does, it's not always the most talented young man. It's not, it's not it. It's the guy that's the, most of the time the best leader. We saw it a long time ago. I mean, this is kind of my, one of my most impressionable ages. Chris Sims and Major Applewhite. And both of them very talented. But they believed in Major Applewhite. Not knocking Chris Sims. I think he's great. I like listening to his show right now. I, I think he, think he's an outstanding quarterback. But, the, but that Texas team believed in Major Applewhite. And they were different when he was on the field. That's the difference. Some guys have it. And some guys are leaders, and a quarterback has to have the backing of the team. And that often goes overlooked because that might not be the most talented individual, but it's the one that's the best fit for that offense. And so that's my take on, on that and on college football. So now we got some big games coming up this week in college football that I really am, am anxious to watch. All right, one of the biggest, I think the biggest one in the Big 12, to me, is the Oklahoma State-Iowa State. And I'm like, why Why is it Oklahoma State-Iowa State? Well, Oklahoma's going to Kansas. That's one reason. But Oklahoma State's playing Iowa State. Oh, number eight, Oklahoma State, undefeated. Undefeated and going to Ames. Now, it's a very difficult place to play. And Coach Campbell... His team often gets off to a slow start, which they did this year. They're currently at 4-2. and two, But I saw a reinvigorated 
Iowa State team defeat a very good, a very solid, a very well-coached Kansas State team by climbing. Climbing does an outstanding job, just like he did North Dakota State. But that was a battle of two programs right there on the tipping point, and I think that that was a big win. That was a dominating win by Iowa State this past weekend over Kansas State. And I think Oklahoma State's going to get all they want this weekend going to Ohio State, and that's my upset watch right there. I think Iowa State has a, a not just a great a great opportunity to knock off Oklahoma State this weekend because Campbell and his staff do an exceptional job each week in getting their team ready to play. And they are a giant killer. And I'm looking at them having a big night this week or a big afternoon this week at 2:30 against Oklahoma State. That's a that's to me that's a that's the to me that's the big game the game of the week. Also, I'm not going to exclude the West Coast. I know the first time we talked about the West Coast football, but I think Oregon UCLA is an interesting matchup. Oregon's kind of climbed their way back in after that tough loss to Stanford. They're in the top ten again, and they're playing at UCLA. This is intriguing to me. I like it. I like. Uh, I like. I just. I don't. I'm not going to say which one way or the other on this, but I think this is a pivotal matchup for the Pac-12. I mean, this could thrust UCLA into the top 25. Or it could, th- could thrust Oregon back into the national title scene, into that Final Four talk. And so this is a big key matchup this weekend. LSU Ole Miss is always interesting. Uh, Saban and them have another. Uh, Saban and Alabama have another former assistant coming in with Pruitt in Tennessee coming in this weekend. Or not Pruitt, sorry, Pruitt's gone now. But with Heupel, sorry, and he's not a former assistant. I apologize. Uh, but Heupel has that Tennessee offense rocking. And so I'm anxious to see that Tennessee offense come into Tuscaloosa this weekend. He's done, Josh Heupel's done a very good job at Tennessee re- resurrecting that offense, you know, after Pruitt's tenure there. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that matchup this weekend. I think that's going to be a key matchup. We all saw what happens to Alabama after they get upset. Poor Mississippi State. They didn't have a chance. That game was not ever close. And that's a good Mississippi State team. That's a Mississippi State team I know coming in with two losses, but two very close losses. That's a that beat A and M in College Station. Yes, the A and M offense wasn't clicking then, but that's still a tough. That's a tough place to win, and I love what Leach does at Mississippi State. But but they that was an overwhelming task for them this weekend at home against a an upset Alabama team, and Alabama came in. And shame on ha- you know poor Mississippi State having to follow out Alabama after a tough loss because that's never a fun game. But I'm looking for I want to see how Alabama handles that Tennessee offense. And then of course USC Notre Dame story 6:30 kick on Saturday night always a big rivalry. I mean I think at at Notre Dame I mean I'm not giving USC much of a chance to upset Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is too well coached of a team. Brian Kelly does too good of a job. But but I'm always but you I mean that's just the pomp and circumstance of college football, right? You always look for these matchups. Army Navy's my favorite game of the year. So, but these key matchups, these old historic matchups, USC Notre Dame, always a fun game. Always a fun game to watch. And I and of course I'm going to be at the A and M South Carolina game, so I'm looking forward to a, a dominant performance there after they dominated a Missouri team this past weekend in Missouri. So of course excited about that as well. 
And then my last of the top 25 matchups, Wake Forest going to Army. Watch for this one. This is an Army team that gave Wisconsin all they wanted this past weekend. This is a tough place to play for Wake Forest. Wake Forest rolling in 6-0. and Now what Wake Forest you know, has going for them, I believe they were on bye last week. That always helps going into play a flex bone offense after coming off a bye. It gives you two weeks to prepare. That's very important. But this is going to be a tough task for Wake Forest to go in to Army, to West Point, and upset a good Army team. This is a very good Army football team. And so, again, always love the service academies and look forward to watching that on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. All right, now on to the NFL. NFL is big every week, right? It's the NFL. It's Everything's always changing. You know, like I talked about in my first what few podcasts, the NFL, you're always you're going to have the certain teams that rise to the top of the NFL. But everybody else is kind of in that in that mix in the middle. And week to week, you never know who's going to show up. You never know who's going to play well. Except for, again, those teams that kind of emerge and, and set themselves apart from the others. You know, we had a great Thursday night matchup between the Buccaneers and the Eagles. You know, being an Eagles fan, I thought, you know, we had a slight chance. But uh, but the Buccaneers team is just too good. Um, Tom Brady coming down the stretch with a fourth quarter drive to seal the game. And, and, it, and that's what it came down to. It wasn't the best throw to Antonio Brown right there on third and long, but it was good enough. I mean, the Philadelphia defender was right there, ready to make the play, and just couldn't make it. And so some for some reason, the ma- Tom Brady's magic rears its head again, and, and they're able to hold off a, a good, valiant Eagles effort right there in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, other than that, Jaguars get their first win overseas. That's always a, that's all. You never know who's going to win overseas, right? Who you have to go to London. I forgot they were even playing in London in the morning. And I, and, and then I roll, I can't remember what I was doing. I look at my phone. I was like, Oh goodness. One game's already been decided. I forgot that Jacksonville and, and Miami were playing in London. Uh, but in poor London, they never seem to get a good game. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if we have something. I mean, I know we're trying to spread the game overseas which i think is great but we might need to start sending some better games over there to london i mean sorry no offense to jacksonville or miami but that's one in five now one in five against one in five you know was one in four against zero and four or oh and five sorry but uh but you know my key matchups for this weekend were packers bears and we and i talked about that you know, the Packers are, I think, too much for the Bears. The Bears are not good enough on offense yet to beat the Packers. The Bears play good defense, but they're not good enough offensively to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It, it, so, I mean, that was, that was I thought, to me, that was a lock for the week. And the Packers covered, and the Packers, you know, beat them by 10 points. It was a close game because the Bears play good defense, but the Bears are not good enough offensively to beat Aaron Rodgers yet. And of course, the Lions are back to the lines of of Meyer. You know, the or who's gonna who's not gonna win a game? Are the Lions not gonna win a game? Is it gonna? Right now, they're zero and six. They had a tough game against the Bengals, and and it's not looking good. I mean, luckily, my Texans would be in the discussion right there if they wouldn't have played the Jaguar Jaguars week, week one, but because uh, because they're looking they're they're on the struggle right now. Chiefs played well. Chiefs played well. Even some mishaps though, but they. You know, they beat the Washington football team this week. It's, it's get them kind of right back in the middle of the road. They're always going to be there. 
because of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and their offense. But they again, something's amiss there. It's like it's like that era of invincibility has been kind of sh- not shattered, but been cracked. And so they have a tough time against really good football teams putting a whole game together right now. But, I mean, Mahomes is outstanding, and they just have some outstanding players on offense. Again, that defense is very, very questionable. But uh, but Vikings won a big game over the Panthers, both of them at 500 now. Again, like I was saying, both these teams are kind of – you're emerging. You have the teams that are at the bottom. That's the Lions, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Jaguars. And then you have the teams at the top, you know, the Arizona Cardinals – who had a huge win over the Browns. That was a huge win without their coach over the Browns. The Ravens smashed the Chargers. That was shock of the weekend. I mean, that's two teams that are coming in at 4-1, and one, and the Ravens beat them 34-6. to 34-6. That, that says a lot. That was a, that was a shocker to me. Everybody's expecting a great football game. That's a shocker to me. 34 to 6. Raiders without Gruden beat a good Broncos team. Broncos have moved back to the pack now. They're back in that middle group that I'm talking about. And the Raiders are a very good football team. The Raiders are right there teetering on that mid group to being in that upper echelon in the AFC. Cowboys continue to look good offensively. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see how. Belichick, who I think is the best coach in, in the NFL, hands down, handled the Cowboys. And you're looking at a, a, a New England Patriots team that's not as talented as the Dallas Cowboys team, but they took them to overtime. What that showed me is the Cowboys are very good, but I do not think the Cowboys are good enough. And I could be proven wrong. I've got proven wrong all the time. I do not think the Cowboys are good enough to beat the Cardinals, the Packers, or the Rams in the NFC. Those three have separated themselves from everywhere else. Yes, the Cowboys are 5-1, and and I think Dak Prescott's playing great. Offense is playing great. I do not think they're a good enough overall football team to challenge those other three teams I just mentioned. I do not. That's what what this weekend showed me. Hey, kudos to them for winning in overtime against, again, one of the best coaches, if not the best coach to ever coach in the NFL. But I still think I do not – consider them the top three teams in the NFC. Those other three, I think, are clearly better than they are. Again, I could be proven wrong. And, you know, the Seahawks, without you know Russell Wilson, you know, lost a heartbreaker to the Steelers in overtime on Sunday night. Got to watch that game. And, and that's, you know, what I'm – my takeaway from that, that game is, you know, if this, I think if the Seahawks have Russell Wilson, they win that football game. And then now they're three and three and kind of in that mix still, but without Russell Wilson, I, I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can hang on. They played played good football, but I don't know if they can hang on. And then Derrick Henry put on a show last night in the offensive line from the Titans. They put on an absolute show against a really good Buffalo Bills team, and thrusting them in that upper and separating them really in the AFC Central. I mean, I know the Colts. Had a big win over the Texans, but the Texans are are terrible right now. They're not a good football team. And so I think the Titans have thrust themselves and they are the clear leaders in the NFC or the AFC Central. Wait, oops. Sorry. AFC South. I apologize. And that's where my Texans are. They are the leaders in the AFC South. Um and so, you know, looking to this week in the NFL. 
there's some there's always big match i mean again the nfl is is littered with good matchups again because as i say every week as you go up and level the talent disparity gets more minuscule or it gets it gets closer and closer again eagles raiders is intriguing to me broncos browns both broncos and browns thursday night and i know uh, Baker Mayfield's nurse has some some serious injuries, and I think he's going to play, and which I admire. But that's going to be an interesting game because that levels out. Because my experience in Thursday night games, because that is so hard. I don't like Thursday night games. I like watching Thursday night games because I like watching all football. But I, I think that's too quick of a turnaround to play football. That is extremely hard to turn around. Your bodies have not recovered from the week before, from two teams that played on Sunday. Their bodies have not recovered from the week before, and now they're being asked to play on a Thursday night. I think the 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 I think the tipping point, not the tipping point. I think the tides are always in favor, or, or it's always in favor of the home team on a Thursday night. That doesn't mean the home team always wins, but I think that the home team has a significant advantage on a Thursday night game. But now Baker's banged up, so I, this is an intriguing matchup. Both teams three and three. One team's going to get put behind the eight ball this week, and the other one's going to kind of be thrust in that upper upper echelon of the middle group this Thursday night. So that's a key matchup. I hate that it's on a Thursday. <clears throat> Chiefs-Titans. This is a big one Sunday afternoon. Sunday noon, kickoff. Chiefs-Titans, Chiefs at the Titans. Again, both teams right in the middle. Titans coming off a big win over the Bills. I'm very anxious to see how both teams respond in this game. And those are kind of really my – and then Bears-Buccaneers. See, I think, that, you know, the Bears, although I th- I'm glad, you know, I, I, I want to see Justin Fields play quarterback. I want to see how he responds. But, you know, going to Tampa Bay, you know, Sunday afternoon is going to be a tough task. That's a very – of course, a great, you know, defending Super Bowl champs, Buccaneers team. I just think now this is going to kind of put the Bears kind of at the back of the pack. Having, you know, that's a tough loss to a good Aaron Rodgers football team, good Aaron Rodgers-led football team this past week, and now they're going to have to go play Tom Brady. That's tough two weeks in a row now. And so, again, I think that's going to push the Bears back at the pack again. So, again, those are just kind of my key matchups, kind of what I want to see this weekend. Again, I thank everyone who listens to Coach Starnes Raw and uh, look forward to visiting with you next week.